This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I am both Pinky and the Brain, not quite a genius, but definitely going insane. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Oh, that, that actually tickled me quite pink, Remington. <laughs> I, I actually genuinely enjoyed that. Uh, uh, that, that that's, that's what I, I strive to do. Uh, yeah, especially... that's the biggest lie you've told on a podcast. <laughs> Oh, uh, just, just you know, a good old flashback to actually uh, good animation. Haven't seen that in a while. Uh, all right, so what are we doing this week, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Pinky in the brain, better than most anime we've seen, don't at me. <laughs> I think people are going to at you. Like, they're going to have ats the size of the fucking Eiffel Tower. Just shove them straight can, up your ass. Can, can someone on the Discord do me a favor and Photoshop Sean and I as Pinky in the brain? Okay. It'll be great. It'll be beautiful. Post it on the Discord. I'll love it. The real question is, is who's who? Uh, I think that's up for them to decide. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I have an idea of how it's going to go, though. <laughs> I think there's good arguments. I, Either know. way, because we're both dumbasses and we're both cynical dicks. It's great. All uh, right, so what are we doing? Oh, well, well, Remington, I felt we needed at least one. One more spooky episode before the Halloween season is over. Well, I mean, we're... technically, it ended a couple days ago. Well, but... I mean, yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be over, but we're, we'll still be in the Halloween spirit. <laughs> all right, all right. Closing out Halloween strong. Yes, that is the idea. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, Rem, but our past month of episodes has been relatively Halloween-themed overall. Uh, yeah, we, we've had some, some good spooky ones, some more just horrifying for me personally, you know, a, a grab bag. Yeah, and some horrifying for me personally as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had a, a very interesting spread, actually. We've had something scary for me, something scary for you, something scary for me, something that's actually a genuinely good horror, Yeah. and something that is a genuine anime horror that kind of... See, the, the one, yeah, the, it should be noted, the genuinely good horror isn't the one that many people would assume is the genuinely good horror, so... No, no. <laughs> it's, the, it's the super weird campy one that we yeah. actually really enjoy. like nobody has seen. No, no. But if they... Hey, it's out now, so... It it yeah. is out now. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing such good chill work. For, we for mentioned nothing. We mentioned it two more weeks. We haven't even been paid for it. This uh. is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've, we've got a, a nice variety, which begs the question. It raises the question, what are we doing this week? Well, Ram, I figured I'd do something that would be scary for both of us. Ah, shit. So it's going to be big-titted spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Remington, we're doing Monster Musume again. Oh, fuck. I wouldn't even be surprised. God, no. I wouldn't want to do that again. Exactly. Mo- <laughs> mostly because I'd have to rewatch it again, and then I'd have to live through the big-titted spider scenes, and I don't want to do that again because I'm a big, scared boy when it comes to spiders. I, I've heard about the big titty spider. I don't think I ever saw the big titty spider. Yes, saw in the oh, intro. Oh, yeah. Well, the intro. But, but you haven't actually experienced the, uh, the the yucky factor. Not to yuck anybody's yums, but I feel like if you're wanting to fuck a spider woman, you've got some things you need to think about. <laughs> Alright, so th- things we're both scared of. Was I right on your half with the spider? Uh, mm, well, 
No, okay. Kinda. Was there, I there right? are spiders. Was I right on my half with big tits? Uh, not really, no. Ah, uh, okay, that's good, that's good. That means it's not etchy. I'm nope, not, nope. I should, I should specify. I'm not generally scared of <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't cower in fear every time I, I cross a well-endowed woman on the street. Uh, it's, it's more so just terrible anime etchy bullshit that, that strikes fear into my heart. Yeah. I feel like that's an important disclaimer. Yeah, no, because after all, Rem, the, the scariest thing out there are giant anime titties. Oh, God. I've seen some scary anime titties in my time from things that claim to be normal wholesome anime which is uh not not true in the slightest all right so so why is it going to terrify us both well remington because it has to deal with some ex- existential horror on both ends Ooh, okay okay i'm digging it yeah it's not specifically a horror anime but it is an anime that has some very violent horror elements okay uh which is good which is good keeps it in the spooky theme yeah uh but the reason it'll be scary for you and me is because i'm scared because if you tear this anime apart <laughs> <laughs> things are going to go poorly uh, for us. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's scary for you, Remington, uh, because it's an incredibly popular shonen anime. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. So All right, well. Uh, so we're carrying a pretty heavy burden on both of our ends, which is why I'm terrified to do this episode, which I feel like is in the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, here, let me just give, give my review. Right, How old is it? Uh, it came out this year. Oh, thank God for that, at least. All right, so that means at least it has some idea of storytelling. Uh, it's gonna just be, like, spooky Iron Man. No, just violent Iron Man. And that's gonna be it. And I'm not gonna give a shit. I, I, oh, I thought it was real visually polished, but I thought the characters fell flat. I felt like it just kept falling into the same old tropes. It had moments that looked really interesting or neat, but at the end of the day, it felt like the development was so slow and I couldn't get invested into hardly any character except one this character was real good and then they had a cute thing and I liked that but besides those two it was all shit there we go uh, we're, we're, we finished well uh, if that's true Remington we're going to die <laughs> Because, Remington, this anime was so popular that it trended on Twitter. Oh, okay. It trended on Twitter. Outside of the anime community. Oh, shit. Okay. So I'm not only going to frustrate the weebs, but I'm also going to trust. I'm also going to frustrate all, all of. Uh, what, what, what are people who use Twitter a lot called? Uh, twits. Good old twits. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to frustrate the twits and the weebs, which, frankly, neither one is a demographic that probably appreciates me too much, besides the ones in our specific community, which still get very frustrated. <laughs> so, all right, well, this is going to go great. Yeah, no, you can see why I'm kind of terrified uh, at the prospect. You, not as much, but you might be just due to the fact that it's a shonen and the last thing you need is more death threats on your door. All right, well, as with every shonen, let's get started with the, the bullshit synopsis. So it's going to start with a kid. He either doesn't have parents or is missing a parent or is going to get separated from their parents. Oh, no, you don't have to worry about that at all, Rem. Oh. Oh, okay. His parents are dead. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. See, there we go. Just, just cut out. Make it nice and simple. Uh, start out with dead parents. Check. Uh, only one dead parent to start with, though, actually. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's where things get interesting. But before we get into it, I'm going to get this out of the way quickly before I forget. We did get some recommendations for it. Oh, but of course. Uh, so thank you to uh, Jared and Miles. Just th- those two. Th- thanks, guys. Yeah, very nice of you. Uh, and the anime we're going to be covering today is called uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Oh, but of course. Of course. And my like, favorite. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, do you have 
any idea what that stands for, Rem? It obviously means, uh, repeat it one more time. Kimetsu no Yaiba. Kimetsu yo Yaiba. It clearly means when you, you break me off a piece of that Kimetsu bar and I get real excited, yay! But then also there was some lamb in the bar. So I end with a bye. You're really trying to tie this back to Monster Musume, aren't you? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, not one of your best ones, Ram. But... Uh, no, it might have been my worst, actually. Yeah, in fact, I think it was, which is a shame, <laughs> because this anime does not deserve your worst. Uh, uh, we'll see. Mm, well, yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, or the uh, English translation, Demon Slayer. Oh, uh, okay. That, oh, God. It's just going to be another, uh, I can't even remember the name. Helsing? No, it had a D. D. Grayman. It's just another D. Grayman. Oh, it's not. I don't know. Oh, it's definitely not. I'm feeling some D. Grayman vibes just from the fucking type. Uh, because they both had demons? You know how many different types of media have demons, Remington? Yeah, but it's them going against and trying to slay, kill demons bullshit. All right, keep going. Keep talking. Keep yapping on. All right, all right. I have no confidence. <laughs> uh, this anime, Demon Slayer, the thing about this anime, Remington, is uh, currently on Mallet's rated number 15 of all anime. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, with an 8.96... <sighs> It just recently finished its first season and got announced a, a movie for oh. its next arc. Oh, well, uh, got bad news. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it is widely considered to be one of their, of the studio's best works. Uh, uh, what, what, what studio is it? It's one called, that I know. Uh, it's not one that you know, uh, but it's one we're going to be very familiar with in the future. Oh. Uh, it's one called Ufotable. Ufotable? Yep. Or... I've always found you very fotable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think of me that way, Ram. <laughs> Uh, or UFO table, as some people call it, because that's how it's spelled. Oh, okay. Uh, pretty dang sure it's pronounced UFOtable, but that's just me. Uh, because they are the ones responsible for one of the biggest, uh, most convoluted anime franchises out there being the Fate series. Uh, sure. Okay. It, th that doesn't mean anything to you yet. Nope. We'll get into it eventually, I promise. But it's let's just say the timeline is more complicated than Gundam. Ah, oh, fuck. Which is uh, very concerning for me as a person, because I've been doing research into it for the past two months, and I'm just like, mm, where do I start? Start. Here? No, not there. Oh, there? Nah, maybe not. Should I just do the game instead? Nah, I can't do that either. That what would just be world? too pointless. It's a long list of very problematic uh, complications that I don't want to get into. Uh, but that's besides the point. We're not here to talk about fate. We're here to talk about Demon Slayer. Uh, and Ufotable is very famous for one thing. Uh, you know how a lot of different anime studios will have one very broad thing that they are very well known for, whether yep. it's a certain animation style, a certain quirk of storytelling. You got Shaft. A head with, tilt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shaft's head tilt. Uh, Bones is fantastic animation when it comes to fights. Uh, Ufotable is probably the best use of CG I've ever seen in an anime. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, so we're doing anime, we're doing shonen. It it's sounding real edgy, and we're, we're dumping in to CG. It's not actually a full CG though. Oh fuck! It's hand drawn, but they use CG elements in an actually really good way. It's probably the closest thing to good CG I would say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that that's what they're associated with. Uh, because they like to use a combination of traditional uh, 2D anime with, you know, your uh, hand-drawn animations and uh, wild 3D camera movement with uh, computer-generated backgrounds. Okay. Which right. can be horrible and bad, but Demon Slayer is kind of the culmination of all of the work they've put into this style, which they've been developing since the uh, mid-2000s. And honestly, Rem, this anime is kind of gorgeous, even 
with its CG. All right, that, that's at least nice to hear. Right now, it's going to have to work through a lot of my biases. Oh, I'm sure it will, Remington. And that's why I chose it, because I'm terrified to see how you'll react to it. <laughs> uh, but you want to know about the story itself, I'm certain. We're 20 minutes into this, and we hardly have done anything. Yeah, I don't know shit. All right, Demon Slayer is... It's a guy who wants to slay demons. Is it Bleach? Is it Bleach style? It is not Bleach style. Oh, okay, it's not D. Greyman. It's not Bleach. No, no, no. It does have a lot of swords, though. Oh, fuck. Yes, uh, so... Oh, God <laughs> What's wrong with it. swords? Do you not like swords? No, it's just so weeby. You do realize there are more types of swords than just samurai swords, right? No, I'm aware, but also anime shot. Like, there are plenty of European-style anime out there. You know that, right? Oh, fuck. All right, so so can you keep going? Keep just... All right, so ever since the death of his father, the yeah. burden of supporting the family has... Uh, the family. Oh, goodness, these synopses are very poorly written sometimes. The burden of supporting his family has fallen upon a Tanjiro Kamado. Good old Tanjiro. Yep, Tanjiro. Uh, and he's been living impoverished uh, with his family in a rather rural, rural part of uh, Japan. Uh, and this, by the way, takes place in about the uh, turn of the century, uh, 18th century Japan. So guns are becoming a thing. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a lot more technology being brought into, uh, but it's got a lot of uh, traditional, uh, I believe, Meiji era uh, Japanese This is just stuff. so they can have swords, magic, and guns is what I'm hearing. A little bit, but uh, guns, not as much. Okay. Guns, are, guns come a bit later, and that's a thing in the manga. I don't even know if they've actually animated any guns in the sh- series yet. But it's mostly about the sword play and the monsters. Uh, and after after being uh, the sole heir to his family's uh, essentially charcoal business, <laughs> yeah. uh, he g- leaves for a journey to gather wood to burn and turn into charcoal so that they can sell and uh, hopefully keep his rather large family of uh, brothers and sisters and his mother uh, well-fed and uh, stocked up. Does he see a demon? Is there a proclamation from the king? Oh, Some no. combination of the two? Neither. Neither. An uh, old wizened man takes him under his wing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but that's the case with every show ever with <laughs> any kind of hero's journey. I'm aware. Uh, but one day, Tanjiro goes down to sell some charcoal. Yep. He comes back and is met with a rather unfortunate sight. His entire family has been brutally slaughtered uh, by what appears to have been a demon. Hell yeah, brother. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. Now you've got my attention. His mo- his mother, his little brother, his little sister, and uh, his other little sister all appear to have been completely torn apart, slaughtered, and partially eaten by a demon. All right, you've, you've got my attention. Now do something. Mm-hmm. And of course, he is horrified and distraught. Uh, and when he is uh, inspecting the bodies and trying to figure out what happened exactly, because clearly it was some kind of demon attack, not much else. To I like, clearly, about. obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, not many humans would walk around taking bites out of people and tearing uh, families to shreds for no good reason and not taking anything. Uh, turns out one of them has survived. Oh, shit. His little sister, Nezuko. All right, Nezuko. And... Doesn't that, like... No, never... What? Nah, don't worry. No, what, what? I was about to try my Japanese, but it's better that I don't. No, it doesn't mean cat, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're picking up a little bit of Japanese here and there, right? <laughs> Maybe by the end of our series, you'll actually be able to speak at least some broken Japanese. Uh, oh, it's perfect. Then I'll be a real weeb. Oh, yeah, it'll be great. Your transformation will be complete. Uh, Nezuko seems to have survived, but there's kind of an unfortunate twist. Turns out Nezuko herself has become a demon. Ah, the demon's coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing about demons in this world, Remington, is they are essentially feral, bloodthirsty, humanoid monsters. Okay, so it, it's this is really an old-school zombie flick, but with supernatural powers. Essentially. And 
consumed by rage and hatred, uh, Tanjiro swears to avenge his family and stay by his only remaining sibling and hopefully try and find a way to turn her back to normal, which is, you know, your typical shonen style yeah. plot. Uh, and very interesting, too, because no one has ever turned a demon back to normal and is said as such in the first episode. Uh, but, of course... I, I, I can already... I, I swear, if it just ends up, wow, it's so difficult to fight off demons. Oh, but you're such a natural. You're already the single best person to kill demons that I've ever seen in my goddamn life and you've only been doing this for like a week or two. If it goes down that route, oh, oh, fuck. He gets his ass kicked all the time, Remington. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he does get strong and he does have those strong protagonist vibes, but more often than not, he gets his ass kicked. And by the time uh, this started trending on Twitter, uh, he fought the most powerful demon you could ever expect a character to face at that point in the story uh, and nearly dies to it and is only saved by, of course, uh, backup. Yep. But it turned out to be one of the coolest fights in anime history. Ooh. And unfortunately, we won't be able to get to that point because that's about 19 episodes in. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, we'll come back to it eventually. But for right now, we're just kind of getting the baseline starting point to see what makes this show very interesting and very good. All right. Uh, and after vowing to uh, find a way to cure his sister and avenge him uh, and defending his sister from a wandering demon slayer uh, to the effect that, one, he's willing to fight this very experienced swordsman, as well as the fact that his sister seems to be able to resist the urge to devour humans to an extent, couples into a fantastic journey where Tanjiro is doing nothing but training for years to try and gain the sword skills and uh, breathing techniques possible to defeat demons and hopefully find the one demon that turns his family into bloody paste, as well as hopefully find a way to turn his sister back. All right, it has some good ingredients, some not so good ingredients. Uh, I'm hoping that it, it can break through my hardened, hardened heart, and and that even though it has a, a lot of things that I almost certainly hate the vast majority of the time it's used, it will actually prove to be the exception rather than the very, very common rule. That is the hope in general, Remington, and that's what the people who recommended it uh, to us want to think as well. Because this anime has done so much for, you know, fans of media in general, as well as uh, animation as a whole, including some of... One thing I want to point out to you, Remington, oh, about go. this anime right. is, uh, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, but the manga's better. The manga, way better than that. I yeah. prefer to read it. I prefer to play the visual novel, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one of the rare exceptions where the manga has a hard time keeping up with the anime. Ooh. Like, the animation is so top tier and so well crafted and directed with uh, fantastic sound editing, music choices, and some of the best sound effect combinations I've heard in media in quite a while that the manga is pretty lackluster in comparison. All right. Well, I I hope it can live up to even a portion of this hype, but to, to all of our listeners, don't be surprised if it doesn't go that way. <laughs> If it doesn't, Rem, uh, it's your head, not mine, because I'm saying it right now. I love this show. It's really good. There are only a few things that I dislike, and they all involve a little yellow-haired bastard, and that's only because he's so god-insufferable the first time you meet him. Well, bon voyage, motherfuckers. Let's do this. All right. Let's go watch some Kimetsu no Yaiba.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of the hit 2019 anime, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. And Remington, you're probably going to say something that's going to offend hundreds <laughs> upon thousands of people <laughs> if they ever listen to us ever again after this, uh, because that's just who you are as a person. Uh, but before you do, Rem, yep. I'm just going to make a slight correction. Oh, okay. Uh, because I realized my goof after I finished recording the first half. How dare you? I might have said the Meiji period. Mm. That is incorrect. Oh, but of course. It starts in the Taisho period. Period. Yeah, don't be silly. It's a very easy mistake to make. <laughs> uh, so for all of you Japanese history buffs out there, that's uh, that's my goof. You don't need to send me angry tweets. It's it's too late. They listened to the first half and before listening to this bit, they're already there. Uh, that's true. People will just be like, hey, no, he's, he's wrong. I have to tell him he's wrong immediately without giving any room for correction, which is fair. I get it. I understand. The internet is a fickle mistress. <laughs> but Remington, the real question is, is what do you think of this show? All right. Well, let, let's uh, lay, lay it down pretty broadly. I like it more than the vast majority of shonen. I do not like it as much as the vast majority of fans. So it's between those. Those are the goalposts that we are are lined up between. It, those goalposts are might as well be several miles apart, Remington, <laughs> when it comes to you. Because usually you're like down here in the big bottom of the abyss where you're like, I hate shonen. It's just macho bullshit when it's really about friendship. I mean. Uh, or you're like, eh, it's okay. So those goalposts are pretty different and the fan base for this show is well, quite you, high. You you can say confidently that it's it's not at the bottom of the bottom nor the top of the top. And to figure out more specifics, you'll have to just ask me questions. I'm not sure I'm going to like the answers. Oh, uh, you may not. You may be pleasantly surprised. You may be unpleasantly unsurprised. We will see. Something tells me it's going to be the latter. <laughs> All right, Rev. So this story starts out just like I described. It starts out with gruesome child murder. Oh, yeah, which is great. Very dramatic start. Uh, I always appreciate and enjoy that, so thumbs up. Yeah, it's a good sign that the show isn't really going to hold anything back in terms of who lives and who dies. I Maybe. 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 Sort of. A, it's a light indication, though not a heavy indication. What makes you say that? Well, it, it is fundamentally like the entire point of the show and you're introduced to it immediately. So it would be very easy for them to be super shocking initially and then not be super shocking again uh, because they wouldn't need to be, which would be disappointing, but is a very strong possibility. I will say that uh, big character death isn't as prominent in the first couple episodes after, you, of course, you know, his entire family, babies and all getting murdered. <laughs> uh, but there is a lot of death and a lot of burial a lot of blood, a lot of guts, a lot of gore, and just all kinds of tasty viscera just being flown across the screen. Oh yeah, when it comes to gore, they don't fuck around in this show. They, they're they very bloody, they're very choppy, uh, they they don't give a shit. And it's fantastic, isn't it, Rem? It, it's pretty good. I've never been like super into blood and gore, but uh, it, it's it's nice to see in contrast to the, the complete lack of it the vast majority of the time. Yeah, because most of the time these shows are directed towards 
towards younger shonen viewers, you know, the type of kids that are getting into the anime scene and they want to see the cool anime action and violence, but maybe all the blood and explosion and guts is a bit too much for them. Yeah, and so uh, seeing something just different, it's always nice to see something different, especially with shonen to any degree, because good God, so much of shonen is the exact goddamn same thing. You could say that about most genres. No, but but especially shonen. Again, you could say that about most things. But especially shonen. You just have your own personal biases, and that's fine. People will hate you just as much either way. Shonen is more heavy on the tropes than most other genres. Hmm, probably, but (laughs) we haven't seen as much shoujo as we've seen shonen, and I've seen some pretty trashy shoujo stuff. (laughs) I've I've led an interesting life, Remington. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Gotta love it. And after all of the initial shock of losing his entire family, finding out his sister has become a demon, you get kind of introduced to the general world of it, the idea of this pretty historically accurate Japan uh, mixed with a bit of supernatural stuff that is kind of under the covers, uh, as it were. It's kind of a part of life, but it's not a super common everyday thing. It's basically like a super powerful zombie apocalypse with different... I was going to say more like vampires, personally. Well, yeah, but they come suddenly and... So do I, but that's not besides the point. they've, They've come suddenly and now there are many of them. They grow in numbers. They... Uh, devour flesh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think that the vampires could work, except vampires tend to be more, like, everlasting and eternal instead of popping out of nowhere. And a bit more intelligent, you'd think? Yeah, and so I think that, in a a lot of ways, if if you go in pretending that this is some zombie apocalypse show, your expectations will be pretty darn met. Like, zombie apocalypse Naruto, if you have that as a framework, it'll obviously deviate from that, but you got a good foundation. Hilariously, Remington, after this point, the demons just get smarter and smarter and smarter and more and more deadly. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, because uh, the vampire uh, correlation is kind of what really sticks because, I mean, these are vampires with extra steps, really. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, And eventually they get introduced into a magic system that they call Blood Demon Arts, which they briefly mentioned at the end of the last episode we touched on. Yep. Uh, We didn't get to uh, an episode with that because mostly we were strapped for time and two, this episode is probably going to be a little late as we were both dying of of the worst sickness known to man. It's great, y'all. Yeah, we call it DHHV. Good old syphilis. Wait, no. Oh, oh no, we that's. Oh, I'm sorry. We're supposed to keep that off the air. I right? misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't affect your recording. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we work at a haunted house and we call uh, our seasonal sickness uh, dirty haunted house virus. Yeah, it's it's uh, fun and real rough. But that's. We would have watched one more. We didn't. So if, if you're angry about that, then you can. Can, you can tweet us happy messages at Anime Dog of the Day. Uh, hey, 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 you can't just tell a different Twitter to receive our messages. <laughs> Only the happy ones. Then you're just so glad we skipped over that episode. Uh, and we're going to come back to the show eventually, Ram. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, with how impactful it's been in the past year, trending on Twitter and whatnot, we, we kind of have to come back and talk about it. So I figured five episodes would be a good starting off point because it covers the entirety of his... Uh, beginning training arc, becoming a demon slayer, his first real encounter with demons after he gains a bit of power, and returning home to become his, uh, start his real life as a demon slayer. And it does a really good framework for that with a fun little uh, story per episode, as well as a little bit of lore that doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, right off the bat, it does a lot of the basics way better than the vast majority of shonen, which I appreciate. I figured you would. And that's probably why 
I was really excited about the show at first, but I didn't really stick with it as soon as it came out because I was like, oh, it's another shonen, good shonen, but I have so many other things I need to watch for the podcast and for my own personal pleasure yeah. that until the big uh, hu- like hurrah of trending on Twitter came up and I was like, well, now I've got to watch more of it and see what it's <laughs> like. Uh, and now it's probably one of my favorite shows of the year, honestly. Wow. Yeah, which is saying a lot because not only am I shonen trash, but I'm also good story trash. So <laughs> it goes both ways. But question is, Rem, after that initial uh, shocker of a first episode or rather quickly paced and reasonably executed episode, what were your thoughts? Well, I think the, the best way of sharing my thoughts is by expressing what it does better than many shonen and unfortunately the traps it falls into with the rest of shonen. Okay. Because both camps are filled with, with quite a bit of stuff. First, I think we should start with the bad stuff. Okay, because you know, you just like to shit on everybody's breakfast. I understand. Exactly. And so pull out those Cheerios, put them in the porcelain throne. I'm about ready. So so one one of the things that they they did, which was really unfortunate, because they had elements of, of strong storytelling. They also then had elements of shoving it in your face. And there there's two specific moments that I'm particularly thinking of. Both have to do with Tanjiro's training, right? He's training, and after uh, a big old year of training, he has to break through, uh, big, break through a big boulder. And while he trains more, eventually he's met by these two other students with fox masks who uh, sort of spar with him a lot, right? Uh, eventually, he's able to defeat the the main fox boy, right? Good old fox boy, as I like to call him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he breaks through the thing. Uh, through that leads two moments, which I think were two of the worst bits of writing in in the show. Uh, one comes in Tanjiro. He's leaving and he mentions the uh, the the two fox children, right? He mentions the fox kids and his mentor is like, what? How could he know about those dead kids? <laughs> which was totally <laughs> unnecessary because they had already built up that like maybe, like they, maybe they it's a little real, bit weird yeah. or weren't real. And so it, if you would have just had his reaction of like, wait, how does he know? And just leave it at that. It would have been fine. But they they felt the need to overprove. Which is a trap a lot of shonen falls into. Yeah, and so unfortunately, it, a lot of great storytelling outside of that, but moments like that, or, or another moment that immediately comes to mind, is when uh, the, the dead fox children are discussing whether Tanjiro can face off against this super beast, right? This super duper beast. And they're like, well, he did break the biggest of all boulders, uh, and and they feel the need to really emphasize how superior Tanjiro is, uh, and that also felt like it was overproving. It's like, we, we get it. No, we we do not need you to emphasize this. We understand. Uh, what's really hilarious is as the show progresses, a silly thing like chopping a big-ass boulder in half becomes child's play, so as as is the case with a lot of uh, power progression. Oh yeah, good old power creep. Uh, uh, but but, but th- th- things like that, and they happened a couple more times, but those were the, the more notable, especially the dead kids example, where it's just not great writing because it assumes your audience is really, really stupid. And it's like, no, we got it. We, we're we there. All right. We we understand. Oh, yeah. You do not need to. By by doing that, you, you tear away the mystique where instead of me getting that moment of discovery, we're being like, oh, yeah. All right. So this is how it is. You're like, hey, but did you did you realize? Did, did you know? Notice this, did yeah. You? And it's like, 
I couldn't not. It was the whole point. I will say that is probably the biggest problem with this show is from time to time, there'll be just those little, yeah, I get it moments, but that's just a common problem with a lot of shonen. Thankfully, though, as this uh, series progresses, uh, the manga included, uh, it goes farther and farther away from those little tropes with just the little kind of flavor aftertastes of them being shoved at you from time to time, which is unfortunate, to say the least. Uh, but Ufotable's anime adaptation seems to understand that you're not complete idiots. Yeah, no, It once again, it, it, even this, it does usually better than most shonen. Uh, unfortunately, it has those moments where it falls exactly into the rest of shonen. Uh, another moment that I wasn't a super huge fan of was how they handled the, the big beastie. At one point, Tanjiro, he needs to do the, the final test, right? Final, final selection where a bunch of these up-and-coming demon slayers are thrown into the top of a mountain where a bunch of demons are trapped and you just gotta survive a week. Fuck you. Which is one hell of a way to go about doing things. It doesn't seem like the smartest way. Oh, no, no, no. Um, it, it seems like the, it seems unnecessarily difficult if you actually want new warriors, which I would imagine you would if you're trying to fight the evils of the world. But uh, barring that, uh, at one point, like I referenced earlier, there's one demon that's a super big demon. He's devoured like 30 or so uh, different uh, different people and he's grown super strong and it's big and it's horrendous. I really liked the design of it. The way they handled it was disappointing to really? say I There wasn't a great build besides the dead kids being like, oh no, but it's so strong. Can he do it? And I, I would have preferred it. Maybe it would have been a little bit better build if the dead kids, instead of being like, can he do it? Yeah, he's, if anybody can, it'd be him. If it was like, can he do it? Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like if, if there was a little bit less obvious optimism uh, and it, unfortunately, I don't think the build was there. The design was great. Uh, even some of the build was there, but it leads into my third point. The, the fight itself was horribly anticlimactic. And unfortunately, most of the fights so far, similar to many shonen, have just not been great. There have been moments that are really cool, but the moments that are really cool are rarely even the fights. Like, they have some decent choreography, but so often the fights are just done. And they've had some good fights, but most have not been. Oh, God. We are gonna get angry tweets. Uh, I get your criticisms of this, but wanna know why this show trended on Twitter, Remington? Uh, probably because there was the single grace fight scene ever imaginable oh boy actually yes yeah yeah most people seem to agree that this is one of the that has one of the greatest climactic fight scenes of a first arc which imaginable I, I i can potentially accept although they don't lay out the groundwork exceptionally for amazing fight scenes in the first couple episodes they have great peaks of of choreography and action but they also have very very disappointing anti-climaxes which is a bit of an oof well we'll have to see one we watch more eventually because yeah the first real fight we get is with the big uh, uh green feller and uh it has some really cool animations you get to see the first instance of the uh quote-unquote magic system of this universe being the uh the breathing techniques uh very jojo-esque which i know you hate but i love it because yeah. it adds a little extra attention to things uh the very cool does it though oh i disagree well that's because you disagree with anything jojo related well i i would say that another one of my critiques is 
is the sort of fighting system because there's there's two things that Tanjiro has, right? He has the breathing technique, uh, which he gets a lot of oxygen in the blood and becomes super talented and strong and skilled. Because of that, it's a real bad pseudoscience shitty explanation that's so prevalent in Shonen, unfortunately. And unfortunately, like you say, it adds tension and I just 1 million percent disagree because soft magic systems are almost always abused and very rarely used well. I, I can guarantee there's going to be moments where his breathing just isn't working, can't figure it out, but then in the last minute suddenly figures it out stronger than he ever has before, shit like that. Because uh, those always happen with soft magic systems. You create deus ex machinas at the, the flip of the wrist, and that's horribly anticlimactic and disappointing. It strips tension away from many other things. Granted, so far it's handled it fine, but it still isn't a great foundation. Uh, but then his second ability is his he, he's got a great sniffer, right? He's got a fantastic sniffer. He can smell. He's a beagle. He's Captain Beagle Boy. And that, that's the superhero smell. name you come up with? Yeah, because he's just he's such a great sniffer. And so... No is wonder it, you don't like superheroes. You suck at naming them. Is, I don't know. Captain Beagle, Be- Captain Beagle Boy would be a great superhero. And I think all of our listeners know that. Maybe for a Disney kids show. Uh, no, very serious. Uh, <laughs> like like McGruff the Crime Dog. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> Way to age us again, man. Great. Awesome. I don't even think that's still a thing anymore. Oh, Captain Beagle Boy and McGruff the Crime Dog. There we go. Um, but his sniffer and this, it tried to explain it and I, it's real. So he sniffs so well that he can sniff his opponent's intentions and sniff to see an imaginary string that grows taut that tells him his first strike and where he should be. Uh, which is real pushing it when it comes to bullshit shown in explanations. It's metaphorical, Remington. Yeah, but it's a real shitty metaphor. You smell, you're using, using the very literal sniffing, because that isn't a metaphor, that's literal. Using the very literal sniffing, you still sniff out their intentions. That bit is literal. The string is figurative, which is weird that you have a visual metaphor for uh, for a smelling stimulus, but that's fu- But you're still sniffing out their intentions. That's one hell of a weird bit. That's a weirdy. You gotta admit that, Sean. It's fun though, isn't it? I, I don't. I feel like there would have been a better way to handle that. I feel like it has potential, but is is not quite what I would want. Uh, maybe if it was like One Punch Man, and they could go all in on and just how snort stupid all it is. the demons up his nose or something. Yeah, like if it was something like that, Demon I think it would cocaine, fit more. Demon cocaine, my favorite. Yeah, exactly. That would feel more in place. It just feels very strange, especially because it's played so seriously. Uh, but I think that just about covers most of my major gripes with the show overall. Uh, there are a lot of elements that it does indeed fall straight into the shonen traps that I am known to dislike. It's okay. Most shonen fans like a lot of that stuff, and I am one of them, so fuck you. It's alright that you guys have bad taste, but there are things that make this a bit better than most shonen. Alright, Rem. God. What do you think? What, what makes this a good show? First of all, it has less filler than the vast majority 
majority of shonen shows. Thank Christ. It often has a fast pace, but even when it doesn't necessarily have a fast pace, because so far it's shown us different pacings throughout the show. We've gone through the span of two years in a matter of five episodes, which is quite a bit. Oh yeah, like t- chron- chronologically, it's moved lightning fast, but it hasn't made the mistake that Sword Art Online has because it actually has developed and and shown things happening. There's been a sense of growth. Every episode, things actually happen. And there there have been minor things or, or pacing issues that I have with it, but overall, the pacing is actually decent and things actually happen, which I, I had a discussion even over our Discord uh, about this because some people, some people got angry thinking that I hate all things with a slower, more methodical pace. And that's absolutely untrue. Uh, Sean, you you know me, uh, especially like we've seen horror movies together. The best horror movies tend to be the ones that are slower paced, right? Uh, I can adore things with a slower pace, but slow pacing doesn't mean inefficient storytelling. Inefficient storytelling is when you have a lot of fluff, filler, or time that you're not spending wisely. You can be, have slow storytelling where you build it and build it, but you wait for that payoff. And that's amazing. That's fine. That I may prefer that overall, but it's harder to do right. Uh, that being said, this was a faster pace, so that concern is it doesn't have to be there. Uh, and, and that pace definitely helped. I also think the fact that it actually cares about the characters. There's been a bit of development with them, which, thank God. Oh yeah, Tanjiro has grown a lot since that first episode. Yeah, and I still think that the characters aren't terribly deep yet at this stage, but at least they're more than one-dimensional. They actually have motivation to them. Oh, that being said, I did forget one more critique. God damn damn Sasuke's. Uh, there was like one and a half Sasuke's already. And to put, I just say Sasuke's because they're the exact archetype as Sasuke, where they're brooding and pretentious and often, often they're a little bit more talented, right? Uh, and they're huge assholes about whatever talent they have. Uh, there've been one and a half Sasuke's. The first Demon Slayer you meet, he's a bit of a Sasuke. And then later on, you meet an ultra Sasuke. I don't know why there always has to be a Sasuke. It's not a great character. It's a bit of an oof. But fortunately, those have been in the minority so far. Yeah. Overall, characterization gets the thumbs up as well. Uh, Tomioka, who is the first uh, Sasuke, as you described him. <laughs> the, uh, the half Sasuke. Yeah, he quickly becomes better, like, in oh, that first God. episode. Like, he starts off as a bit Sasuke-ish, and, but then you actually realize, oh, he actually has thoughts and emotions and motivations that he's not brooding about. He's actually willing to tell him, hey, uh, shape the fuck up. This is why you suck, uh, type of things. Uh, And as the series progresses and you run into him later on, he is more of a character. Uh, As for the other fella, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, (laughs) He's the one with the mohawk. But that's because he's like a Sasuke character through and through and I've had little to no development with him. Uh, Even in the manga, I'm not far in the manga. I'm only a little past the first season of the anime where it ended. And the second time he appears, it's like, oh, it's, I forgot this guy existed. (laughs) Yeah, for most of the first season, he's just not a thing, which is awesome. Uh, Maybe they'll do something interesting with him. I mean, they managed to do it with Bakugo, which is the uh, explodey boy from Hiroaka that you hate. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, you know, explodey Sasuke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I just don't understand why every single faction-based shonen needs at least one Sasuke. It feels wildly unnecessary. You need some, you need a angsty, edgy, broody boy to counteract the happy-go-lucky goofball character. Or maybe you just have realistic people so you don't have to fall into those same two tropes every single time. But nonetheless, I digress. Uh, Another thing that I think that it does uh, generally well is that it lets the main character feel like there's believable struggles. So often in Shonen, you will have struggles, but they are not at all believable. I bring you to like an Attack on Titan where it's like, oh no, this is so difficult. Boom, I'm a master. And that's like, all right, fine. Uh, But when Tanjiro is just fucking it all up and really, or just trying, not even fucking it up horrendously, but struggling and not quite getting it, it feels believable. It feels like he's not in a situation like that Attack on Titan moment where you're the worst and then you're the best. Granted, I unfortunately think that it's going to sort of go into the direction of now that he has passed his struggling, he will become one of the best very, 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 very quickly, which is a little bit of an oof, but that's shown him for you. Let me tell you right now, in the first season, he gets his ass kicked every other episode. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he does succeed a lot of the time, but usually by the skin of his teeth or through the help of his friends, you know, shonen yeah. stuff. Uh, well, you say shonen stuff, but usually it's just through deus ex machina bullshit. Uh, but I, I enjoy seeing that struggle because it humanizes them. And the problem with so many, so many shonen is the Kirito effect, where let me ask anybody who's ever seen Sword Art Online, especially the ones who've seen it all the way through. <laughs> Almost ha- like you have. Oh, God. Have you ever been concerned about Kirito? No! No! Have you ever thought, oh man, he's struggling right now. He may not be able to succeed. No! Not a moment has it crossed your goddamn mind. And if it has, I'll come to your 13th birthday party because that has yet to happen. <laughs> I, I, It's just so nice. And it's not even like they, they show the struggle in a wildly exceptional way. They just do good at it. Just plain good. Uh, and I think overall, a lot of my thoughts on Demon Slayer are that I haven't seen anything wildly amazing or incredible about this show, but it handles everything good. This feels like where I would put my minimum baseline of good shonen for so far. You must be this good to enter because yeah, it faces some of the tropes, but fortunately it usurps many of them too. And at least it gives a damn overall. And I don't think it's wildly spectacular as of yet. Once again, we've only seen five episodes. Cool your tits, weebs. Uh, but I, I would say that it is good. Not splendid, not amazing by my criteria, but a solid good. Uh, that's more than I could have hoped for, honestly, Rem. I was worried you were going to just find all kinds of horrible issues with it, and I would have to try and defend each minute detail. But literally all of your complaints are basically my complaints, and that's as an avid Shonen fan. Like, I can suspend my disbelief enough for a lot of the things that you find uh, pushing the envelope a bit. Uh, but that's just because I love my Shonen stuff. But yeah, a lot of the uh, over-the-top shonen tropes that it has utilized poorly are most people's complaints. 
complaints, and it's why the show didn't have the most amazing start when it first aired. Uh, but by the time it gets to about the uh, the uh, I forget the name of the arc, but it's essentially it's essentially like a spider mountain arc. Which ah, because <laughs> there's if there's one thing I hate more than spiders, it's lots of spiders. Yeah, uh, Sean. Uh, you know maybe I am just your spider, and anime is my spider. You are terrified of me, and I'm terrified of anime, and that's just how we live our lives. Except you don't scare me, Rem. Your actions scare me, and that's a big difference. <laughs> you know, it's Ooh. like watching, uh, it's like lighting a match and just dropping it on the fl- on the ground. Something might happen, or it might just burn out and die. <laughs> Either way, it's spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I, I think that Demon Slayer for me can go easily one of two directions. I think that it could easily become something that really finds its own, and because of the heart that I've seen thus far, it shows that it can transcend the standard shonen bullshit and actually be something very interesting and very exciting, uh, even for me. That being said, I could also see it pulling a Toradora and just showing that it has promise to transcend shonen bullshit and then getting mired down with it as time goes on. And I would hate for that one to happen. You had to dredge up that old wound. <laughs> hey, hey, I liked Toradora till I kept watching it. Oh, for fuck's sake. We're gonna have to come back to that one soon enough. Just oh, to shut so your mediocre. fucking mouth. Jesus Christ, Remington. <laughs> it's like you want people to hate you. <laughs> uh, just just watch the first episode of Torador, not the second, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Remington. I will say one final thing about Demon Slayer. What makes Demon Slayer uh, different from a lot of other shonen for me is the fact that the heart behind the main character is genuine. You've mentioned it before, but it just seems to exponentially grow throughout the show because he is your typical shonen protagonist where he has his ideals, he has his beliefs, he wants to save his sister, he wants to believe that demons can be turned back to normal. Uh, but that doesn't stop him from fucking killing demons left and right. Oh yeah. Which is a, a common problem with a lot of things. He humanizes these monstrous demons because they were once human, but he's not super naive about it, which is a trait that I really appreciate it. I, I just hope the show continues with with one thing that I've decried many shonen for. Uh, I, I hope that this subverts that and actually continues to have consequences for actions. So far, it's done a decent job at that, but we've yet to see a proper, I think, like mistake that needs to be atoned for uh, in a dramatic way uh, and or even just a screw up that has consequences. So it's done well, but it's been in the kiddie pool in that realm for now. Mm-hmm. And it'll probably be that way for a couple episodes, and that's just the way Shonen goes. It's naturally a bit more on the uh, slow pace side, as some will call it, or inefficient route, as you call it. Hey, those are different things. But ultimately, I think this is a great show, and I can't wait to see what Ufotable does next with it, especially since right after the season ended, they got uh, permission and uh, announced that they're making a movie of the next major arc. So it's going to be, you got the first season, and then you got a movie of the next major arc, which I've read that arc, and it's really cool. Takes place on a train. I'll say right now, uh, I I think I will like, just a prediction, I think I will like the movie more than the first season. That would be my guess. I mean, that's just because you'd have to watch less of it. Oh, that'll be so nice. Uh, but for right now, Remington, I think that about covers it. We'll come back to this sooner rather than later, I think, just because I like this show a lot and I like rewatching it. Of course. Uh, but for now, Remington, I have to ask, would you like to watch some more Demon Slayer with me? Uh, you know, I wouldn't be terribly opposed. Awesome. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you 
you enjoyed our Machiavellian debates of just utter bullshit, then please leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Da-da-da.